0: If you're watching this, then you know by now a huge problem is heading our way. An emergency meeting is being called at our usual place immediately. Free bagels.
1: I've made a shocking discovery. I need you to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. When you tell them that the moon is out of orbit. There's
0: no need to panic.
1: Not crazy! Why are they lying about all this? It's too late to stop. You knew all this was happening before NASA. You are the unidentified source? Oh, yes. We're dealing with an intelligent entity. We're planning a mission to attack this thing. I'm asking you for your help. Say yes, Brian. I need you to be brave. If the moon really is what you think it is, suit up.
0: I see a bad moon rising. You have got a big gravity wave coming your way. You have to launch now! Did he say gravity wave? I see trouble on the wave. We're underwater, guys!
1: Uh, that's crazy.
0: Slow
1: down. What's the plan? Save the moon, save Earth.
0: Ray, what are you doing?
1: Let's find itself. Wait for it. Let's go, you son of a. plane mode Looks like we're in for nasty Welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast. I'm Larry and today we are reviewing the 2022 disaster action film Moonfall. And joining me on this review from the Cinemania World team and the Mainly Movies YouTube channel, I have Alyssa. Hi Alyssa.
0: Hi, Larry. How are you? I'm I'm, I'm excited to be here to talk about this uh, this, uh, entertaining and ridiculous movie.
1: (laughs) Basically, I mean, do we even need a synopsis? Do we need to go over what the film is about? It's a disaster film directed by Roland Emmerich. Is there much more that needs to be said? But just in case you have not heard of the film, the world stands on the brink of annihilation when a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit and sends it hurling toward a collision course with Earth. With only a week before, or only weeks before impact, NASA executive Jocinda Joe Fowler teams up with a man from her past and a conspiracy theorist for an impossible mission into space to save humanity. As stated, the film was directed by Roland Emmerich, starring Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, Michael Pena, Charlie Plummer, Kelly Wu, and a... Very small appearance by Donald Sutherland. <laughs> so, I heard you braved a storm to see the film.
0: I did. It It may not have been the wisest decision, but uh, I did. I drove through the snow, drove through the blizzard to go, and then drove through it on the way back. I survived.
1: <laughs> you, you, you were really getting into the mood of, like, a disaster yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Definitely. I was, I was, you know, some of that, that stuff happening, you know, third act with the the snow there. I was just really like, I was living that on the way home.
1: Well, how do you generally feel about Roland Emmerich disaster films?
0: I tend to enjoy them, even though I appreciate how ridiculously stupid they are. Like they're, they're not good movies, but they're good from an entertainment standpoint and I mean that's what what more would you want from a disaster movie you know you don't go into disaster movies for real you know I guess you know a high thought (laughs) you go to watch disaster you go to watch the destruction and the absurdity and so Roland Emmerich's films like I they're kind of I don't know if I want to say like guilty pleasures but like I don't know I, I enjoy them obviously Independence Day is a one that I would say is probably his best, and one that's actually borderline good at points. Um, but even even other ones like I I really have always enjoyed The Day After Tomorrow. I've always enjoyed 2012, even though it's horrible. And so I yeah I I tend to like his movies. So I was going in with that mindset and knowing exactly what kind of movie this was going to be.
1: That's the thing too, like especially with Moonfall and those trailers, you knew what you were walking into. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see Roland Emmerich and you you watch a trailer like Moonfall, you know exactly what you're getting. And usually he delivers exactly what you're expecting. <laughs> so um in that sense, it's it's kinda nice. You just you you know what you're you're getting yourself <laughs> into walking into that movie theater. And most every time he pretty much delivers just that so (laughs) it's nice to have a dependable director in that sense well uh how'd you feel about moonfall itself then
0: i thought it was okay you know i for what it is i mean like in the grand scheme of like all of film probably it's you know below average but like in terms of a roland emmerich disaster movie i feel like it's pretty Pretty typical, you know, pretty much what you'd expect. Um, it, it follows his uh, kind of disaster movie playbook to a T. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. It was it was dumb. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was ridiculous. And that's what I want from an Emmerich <laughs> disaster movie. So I, uh, you know, I came out satisfied, I guess, because it delivered what I was anticipating going in.
1: Yeah, it definitely, I had, a, I had quite a bit of fun, too, honestly. I walked out of the theater thinking, like, you know what, that was fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's not all that good, and it is just as dumb as I anticipated, but it was fun. What can I say? I saw an IMAX, which I think helped the experience, uh, because especially the sound design, for the IMAX was done well. <laughs> so it was like a good immersive type of viewing. So I was like, "Uh, that's what, I mean, this is the type of film to, if you're going to spend the money to go watch it in a theater and you have a big screen format, then I say, spend like a few extra bucks. You're already going.
0: I mean, some, some of us have don't have that option. Uh, I got. to I mean, see I... at least most of the screen was uncovered this time. That the little, the little curtain was kind of hanging off its uh, off its rail, and so it was covering That's one corner. Say, but I how, how, could how did
1: it play screen. in the cafeteria, Melissa?
0: No, this, this was one of the real, our real theaters. Oh, okay. Just, just uh, not not up to snuff with most other real theaters.
1: Now, I will say for the most part, I think the visuals were good. Mm-hmm. There were some, some like wonky parts, but for the most part, I thought actually the visuals were pretty good. Uh, the budget is huge for this. Yeah. though. it is almost 150 million dollars, and a lot of it was like a self-financed film from Emmerich. Yeah, um, I don't know if that means he like fundraised. is it, it doesn't like, it, doesn't
0: it hold the record now for the highest budget independent movie?
1: I think so. I mean, that's insane. I actually didn't realize it was, like, (laughs) self-funded until recently, and was like, whoa. Uh, It doesn't have that feeling. It certainly
0: feels like one of his normal, big-budget blockbuster movies, so...
1: Yeah, because I I don't think it took, like, obviously, writing and such wise to take any hit in quality. But even visuals, I don't think it took a hit in quality. And it's probably actually a little bit better than a couple of his more recent ones. Like, Geostorm looked okay, but I think this one looked a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that, I think, is because the concept allowed for some kind of cool ideas visually uh with the whole playing with gravity as the moon gets closer to earth. I thought that kind of concept was was fun and allowed for some fun little action sets as like water goes up and we're getting the tidal waves, you know, the usual stuff. But it allowed for things to kind of play out slightly different with the weird gravity shift. <laughs> um so that third act is where i think people are a little bit more divided because the first two acts are straight up like Mm -hmm. emmerich to a t doesn't deviate from his formula at all the third act takes us in a slightly different direction and uh, obviously we're not gonna go into full spoilers here but how did you feel about that divisive third act if you will
0: so i I I agree that it's definitely going to split audiences. Uh, It's one of those things where you're either going to watch it and you're just going to be so already wrapped up in the absurdity of the film that you're going to just be like, hey, what the hell? Let's go with this. Yeah. Or you're going to it's going to completely lose you at that point. And then you're just going to like be waiting for the movie to end. Um, I was more in the first category. Like I was just you know like i i went in this movie to be entertained and like i knew it was going to be ridiculous so it going that extra level of ridiculous like it didn't bother me it it kind of yeah. was surprising you know cuz it it did, it does deviate a little bit from emmerich's usual um usual path for his films um but i you know i found it interesting at least it was it was stupid but like it was interesting and like i you know so i i liked it i guess to an extent um in the theater, it was, like, definitely one of those, like, you're sitting there going, like, what is happening? Are you serious? This is this? But after the fact, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it was, I liked it. <laughs> so, I I don't know.
1: <laughs> I definitely, I, I, I'm pretty in the middle. It's, uh, I liked it a little bit less than the first two acts. I, I was, like, fully on board there. And then the third act, I feel he tried to get a little bit smarter than... He should have. Uh, <laughs> he tried to tried to step out of the Emmerich box a little bit too much. And it was like, mm. I don't know how successful this was. But once again, visually, I actually think that third act was pretty great. Yeah. Um, the weird concepts introduced some really cool designs for things that I was like, okay. I mean, at least mm-hmm. it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little. And like you said, I mean. We're already in it for the dumb, you know, (laughs) sci-fi. So we're just pushing that. We're just going a little extra mile on the dumb. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is, is it is dumb, but it thinks it's a little bit smart. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) And you're like, no, no. I mean, you're not. (laughs) You haven't crossed over into like, oh, really thought provoking sci-fi. No, no, you're still dumb (laughs) sci-fi, Emmerich. But um, it certainly didn't like tank the film for me by any means i still i mean it was (laughs) it still gave me more or less what i was looking for Mm -hmm. um how did you feel about our cast in the film
0: um i thought the cast itself was fine like i i thought all the performances were decent um there were a surprising number of characters or like cast members and characters that like had very little to do in this film and it's funny, you mentioned like donald sutherland's character like it's pretty much a cameo not even you know like he is such (laughs) a small role but even like people like michael pena like he's just you know barely in it and all these other characters so really it's our three main leads and then the other the family stuff I think we're gonna like probably talk about things we didn't like later on but um the whole family subplot is just pointless but um you know like again like nobody was giving like Oscar worthy performances here but like I mean they seemed like they were having a good time and so uh you know I think that kind of rubs off on the audience I like Patrick Wilson in general so like I tend to like his him in movies uh Halle Berry I thought did pretty well um our character there of KC, the conspiracy uh theorist, he I don't know, I, I I thought he was gonna be really annoying when it started. Like when he was introduced, yeah. I was like, oh god, one of these characters. And I was like, I was just, you know, I was like, well, oh, we're in for a long one yeah. with him. But he, you know, I wouldn't say he grew on me, but like he didn't <laughs> end up being as bad as I thought. You know, he he was actually an okay-ish yeah. character. He never went so far that like he just hated him Mm -hmm. um so I don't know I I thought I thought the cast overall was pretty decent other than maybe some of the uh the smaller subplot family (gasps) characters
1: (laughs) I know I was gonna say uh your your fave from Game of Thrones he's starting to make some some big screen uh, debuts here wait who, who 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 Samwell, good old Samwell is casey wait seriously same actor oh yes. wow
0: i had no clue oh man no now i hate him i wish i'd known
1: now he's back to what you thought it would be <laughs> i had no I idea know. that
0: was him oh wow
1: <laughs> yeah i i actually agree i was like oh this character this conspiracy is like oh god but i thought he was fine he had some really fun moments mm-hmm. um his his character takes a, a bit of a fun little arc, and then it the ending gets a little again like mm. yeah okay, but, uh-
0: <laughs> but but he has a cat a cat named Fuzz Aldrin. I mean, you can't really beat that.
1: come on now (laughs) but yeah Patrick Wilson is always great I think he probably gives the best performance here um and then I think Halle Berry she seemed like she was having an like a good enough time that I was on board with it like it it wasn't one of those performances (laughs) where the actor just is like I literally signed up for a paycheck, so I'm here. No, I I feel like she yeah. she was on board. <laughs> yeah, with I mean what Donald
0: Sutherland, maybe, but.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's kind of, uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a shame because I guess this can lead into negatives here. The the stuff that was introduced with Donald Sutherland's character could have actually been quite interesting. Like yeah. he brings in an interesting kind of idea. But it's literally for a scene that (laughs) ultimately, like, it's pointless. Like, his scene is literally pointless. He didn't need to be in this film. That character didn't need to be there. None of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we never, like, like, he's never referenced before, and he's never referenced again after. And it's just, like, he was just randomly inserted for that one scene. And it's, like, but I agree. Like, it it introduced some ideas that, like, could have, like, gone into and they i guess they sort of do you know i guess the the third act kind of like at least connects to that but like they could have done some interesting things with what he introduces and they they just yeah
1: and his character like she could have found that out on her just watching i know know what i mean like in the tapes yeah she had she didn't need someone to come out and explain (laughs) it to her (laughs) so it's like uh, i mean his character was literally just Appointment pointless edition to get Donald Sutherland in the film <laughs> 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 to get this good actor to do nothing <laughs> uh, Charlie Plummer too I've actually liked him in the like small independent stuff I've seen him in mm-hmm. but for one the character was just I don't know yeah um, that son was just like, whatever to me, and his performance also was kind of just like, okay.
0: Yeah, his, his uh, performance... I kind of
1: think he was miscast as this, like, angsty, rebellious kid.
0: See, his performance here really reminded me of his performance in All the Money in the World. It was like, a kind of similar character, <laughs> to, to a point, and I was just like, in both movies, I didn't really care about the character. And so... Yeah. That whole subplot with him is just, it seems it's so unnecessary. You know, like, I understand what they were trying to do, right? They're trying, you have this, like, ridiculous disaster movie where, like, everything's happening, and so they want to try to get you to have some sort of emotional stake, right? Beyond just the world, but, like, for the characters, right? Because he's the son of one of our lead characters. But it just, I don't know, I think it kind of backfires, because, like, it didn't elicit any sort of emotion other than, like, boredom (laughs) like I just I didn't like him I didn't like his character he was kind of a dumb character just in what he would do and then it just it drew attention away from the more interesting stuff that was going on from the astronaut side of things and it kept going back to this family drama and it was just you know again that that's something that's pretty typical of Emmerich films uh, um that you always have these like stupid family moments and for, for whatever reason it worked in independence day but it just has not worked ever since <laughs>
1: and so yeah like yeah. you do understand because you're trying to get like especially if you're sending our heroes off into space you you need somebody on earth to give you the perspective of mm-hmm. what's happening to earth uh but you have to make those characters interesting <laughs> that's the problem make them people we want to follow <laughs> don't make them like boring annoying like family that we're like oh well. Wow.
0: yeah i mean they, they have uh, some can we go bad, back to space bad things some bad dialogues some stupid moments i mean that there's one scene where they're they're standing watching uh, a pretty uh, destructive moment and they're just standing there and I'm like what are you doing <laughs> like obviously this destructive but, moment is going to get to, in to you and, and imminently like drive away <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god uh, it's a horror
1: I mean they literally stop the car get out get of out the car <laughs> to watch this moment and then and and they're, they're like, surprised
0: why? when this moment is yeah. approaching them like, <laughs>
1: you can see that from the car window as you continue to go forward and get out. Yeah. Like stop! <laughs> I promise you'll see. Yeah. No, that was one of those like, oh really? Yeah. And then they
0: just <laughs> they they definitely have some almost uh, melodramatic moments like uh, oh, some yeah. some of the stuff uh, with like oh, my god, there's Michael Pena's character at
1: the beginning and of this like, film that yeah. I was like, what is this courtroom? Oh scene? yeah. Fine.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Like I almost forgot about that whole aspect of the plot even though it's like a huge thing for the first like act and a half like it's like oh we have to solve this problem and then it's like okay it's solved but the world is literally ending things,
1: like <laughs> with Halle Berry and her ex-husband it's like uh, I don't yeah they don't kind know. of just I
0: like I don't know they breeze through that they introduce all really these no... things in kind yeah. of the prologue that like oh you know she was just married and like all this stuff and then I don't know. I, I Like, again, I understand, like, they're trying to draw some, I, I guess, like, empathy and emotion out of the audience. But it just, it's unnecessary. Like, nobody's here to watch that. We're all here to watch <laughs> the moon fall. Like,
1: <laughs> that's literally what we're here for, <laughs> is to watch the moon fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, were there any other glaring things that you were like, hmm? I didn't I didn't need this or didn't like this aspect of the film
0: not really I mean like I said the dialogue was a little rough at points especially with the family but basically all of my my main problems come back to that like family stuff and like the family (laughs) drama and attempts at emotion um again some of Casey's kind of stuff wasn't funny to me but I think he's not supposed to be constantly laugh out loud funny I think he's supposed to be one of those people that you're like oh he has a
1: dumb moment early on too like they're in this hotel oh yeah this tidal wave is coming he's literally standing at the front glass door just staring
0: yeah yeah so (laughs) I mean does
1: not move like doesn't move at all
0: yeah, so I mean, this movie doesn't have the smartest characters, uh, that's for sure. No. The, the characters with the most common sense, I guess, because technically <laughs> they are supposed to be the smartest because they're the only ones that figured all this out, but uh, I don't know. It, it it was enjoyable. It definitely had its dumb moments, but no, no. Mo- none more so than any other Emmerich movie to me. And so I, I know that know. might not be, you know, some people might be like, well, you can't compare it like it's, they're all dumb, but like again they're all dumb and so like that's the point and it's not a bad thing that they're dumb like they're entertaining they're supposed to be like that as much as maybe emmerich was hoping this would become like a high concept uh you know <laughs> thought-provoking <laughs> cerebral sci-fi film but it's not <laughs> and that's okay
1: <laughs> uh, if anything him attempting that just added To the big dumbness (laughs) of it all. (laughs) So, you know. Um, Somebody asked me, and I honestly couldn't remember. I don't think I remember seeing it. Was there any dog in peril running from... (laughs) the last like getting a last minute save running from the disaster do you remember one there
0: was i don't believe there was one i would have remembered because boomer and his scene in independence day is literally my favorite moment in that film like his slow motion jump with the fireball erupting behind him not kidding my favorite moment of independence day always has been always will be and so there was no boomer uh, moment I, okay. that I can recall in this film. That's I what th- I, I think it would it would have stuck out to me if there had been because I would been like,
1: <laughs> yeah. They literally asked me that in my review. Somebody was like, "Was there the obligatory Roland Emmerich dog barely escaping danger?"
0: No. We had the cat. <laughs> like... We had we had Fuzz Aldrin, but he was never in danger.
1: Yeah, um, he did.
0: Well, I mean, I guess he was in the sense that everybody on the planet was in danger, yes. but. Um, <laughs> But never, never leaping. And from- that's always
1: the thing, like, with these people, they're like, oh, well, we can't risk it. It's like, the planet is, like, exploding and you're like, you can't risk what? Like, <laughs> literally, you you die doing this or you just wait for the planet to explode. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to risk it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. All of these, like, dilemmas of, oh, should we do it? Obviously, you should do it or you're dead. Yeah. Like... You're dying one way or the other. Might as well give it a go.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean <laughs> but, Yeah, no no bunker in a mountain's gonna save you from the moon falling on you. So, no.
1: <laughs> Literally the moon is about to crash into <laughs> and explode the entire planet.
0: So well, hello. Well, let's um, let's go to the uh, let's let's go out to our like our mansion in Aspen. And, and I was gonna say, everybody
1: out. was coming here. I you know all we're on your probably, way to Colorado.
0: Why? <laughs> what is what is so good about Colorado, Colorado that you're going to be protected <laughs> from the moon falling on you?
1: <laughs> I I mean, especially because I'm like, okay, you know, with like 2012 or or one of those where it's like like they're the, going to the, the ark, you know? So like. So you're going and also like you want to get high, you know, the other ones are like, oh, you know, we just need to get to high elevation. In this film, the moon is literally (laughs) coming to the earth. Uh, Gravity no longer has like rules. I don't there's think no going oxygen. to a higher elevation <laughs> is helping you in any way in this scenario. If, maybe, I
0: don't maybe they know were going happens. just to get it over with, right? The moon will hit the high elevation first, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll get closer to the moon, so, <laughs> where the, yeah, where there's no oxygen, where the oxygen is already. I know, yes, already pretty limited, so. <laughs> so now let's take it away fully a lot quicker yeah uh uh, i don't know maybe they saw those tidal waves hitting in la or wherever they were in that first or florida wherever uh and they were like get to high elevation (laughs) yeah no i didn't understand the whole obsession with aspen as the the saving point of the film either but you know uh, i I, I think they
0: just needed some snowy scenes you know, yeah, they need to have another ridiculous uh, car chase that was car very chase. reminiscent of the one in 2012 to me, which I find <laughs> stupidly entertaining. That whole limo chase and like, so that just it reminded me of that. So I'm just sitting there in the theater the other day watching this one, like smiling, thinking about the, the chase in 2012. But but this one gets and then some, some fun stuff. That'll be you
1: on your drive home. I know, <laughs> sliding and slipping all the way home.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: <laughs> but. So, what is your uh last thoughts for Moonfall? Your last thoughts and recommendation?
0: Um, I I think for a Roland Emmerich movie, this is decent, right? This is average. This is not bad, not good. It's uh, to me, it wasn't one of those movies that's like, oh, so bad it's good, you know. It didn't. It never went so far that it was that ridiculous, you know. Outside of like his normal absurdity, yeah. um. So I thought it was just fine. And so anybody who likes Roland Emmerich movies, or even if you don't like them, but you you glean some sort of entertainment from them, I think you'll get that same thing from this one. Um, but if you don't like his movies, if you think they're stupid and it's like so stupid that they're not entertaining, then this is going to be the same thing for you. You're not going to like this. And so it, it's going to be very dependent on your pre-existing uh, thoughts and expectations of a Roland Emmerich disaster movie.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically it. You know. like we said, you know exactly what you're walking into. And if you are choosing to walk into that and have some dumb fun in a movie theater, that's exactly what you're gonna get. And if you decide to hate watch it and you know turn your nose up at these big dumb blockbusters in general, you're gonna hate it. I mean, it's not gonna change your mind at all. <laughs> um, I will say, I in some aspects, I I enjoy that it just decided to go kind of batshit crazy <laughs> in that third act a little bit. Like the more I think about it, too, the more I like that it just went full. Ridiculous in that third,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is different, you know, like not, you know, I mean, what it does, we've seen concepts yes. before, you know, in other movies, but like not in other Roland Emmerich movies, really. Yeah. And so, that that almost was I don't know if refreshing is the right word, but like on un- <laughs> slightly unexpected within a yeah. film of like completely met expectations. Yes. Uh, so yeah,
1: but yeah, the recommendation on this one I think is real simple. It's just that. If you think it looks fun, go check it out. You'll have fun. If not, you can skip it. You're not missing anything. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Also, though, Roland, I'm going to need you to not comment on superhero films and talk about how they're killing original ideas. Um, From someone like Scorsese, maybe we can listen. But, sir, you are not the vessel for that type of message. That's what I'll say there. Emmerich, you need to re you need to do some self reflection before you decide to come forward with a statement like that. <laughs> Okay, sir. <laughs> but that was our review for Moonfall. I hope you all enjoyed it. Make sure to follow the Cinemania World podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, as well as on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Alyssa, I know that you will have your own review up for the film as well. Yep. So, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Yeah, so you can find me at Mainly Movies. Um, So that's mainly with an E, like the state of Maine uh, at uh, on YouTube, where I'll have my review for Moonfall as well as other uh, films and other uh, movie related content. Um, And you can also find me at mainly movies on pretty much all the other social medias. So Twitter, YouTube, or I already said YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook and Letterboxd.
1: Perfect. And you can find me at Chili Boy YT on Twitter and Chili Boy Productions on both YouTube and Instagram. Well, thank you all for listening today and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.